All over the nation, eager shoppers parade before store windows, packed with bright and shining presents for all the family, especially the youngsters. <laughs> I'm so <excited. laughs> That's really good. Paul, it looks like a bag of gold. Ho, ho, ho. Mary, whatever you believe in. And there's bells. Bells, bells, bells. Da-da-da something, whether it's cold as shit outside. <laughs> Yuletide carols. <laughs> This is our uh, Festivus episode. Yeah, yeah, Festivus. I like that. Festivus. We are a, a, a all-inclusive podcast. So we are of of uh, various beliefs in this very room, mm-hmm. actually. So happy holidays if you just spend with your family, have fun with that. If it's uh, other more than that, more power to you. We respect you. Of course. So of course. So before we go into uh, what we're talking about, this is Cartoon Tonic, and my name is Brian Duchler. Hi, Brian. Hi. Hi. Joining me as always is my two favorite people in the world, Kayla and Josiah. How are you guys? I'm doing okay. How are you? You're not doing (laughs) okay. No, I'm not. I'm not. I've had a day, and our beverages are delicious. Yes. Please tell us what we are drinking right now. I'm well as well. Oh, yeah. He's doing okay. Yeah, she took it over. I did. (laughs) Um, she speaks so for you. We she are drinking our, I'm going to call it Festivus hot chocolate. It is um, a peppermint hot chocolate. So that is hot chocolate. And actually, it is sugar free or reduced sugar hot chocolate powder because we're doing the keto thing. So there is only eight carbs in this entire yeah. thing because lots it of regular just taste booze like is carbless. I might drink the whole thing now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's hot chocolate powder. A little bit of heavy whipping cream, uh, vanilla vodka, pi- I almost said pineapple schnapps, but it's peppermint schnapps, crushed up peppermint, um, a little bit of whipped topping on top of that, and it is delicious. It tastes exactly like a peppermint patty. It's it very is. good. Yeah, and I'll, I'll put the, the actual like the measurement, little, little chocolate ones. measurements yeah. on, on our site or on the, the page so that anybody interested in making one. Um, for themselves while they're celebrating whatever they celebrate or not celebrating whatever they don't celebrate can do so. Not to like break the fourth wall, but this is recorded pre-holidays. Well, uh-huh. it's 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 the early, month of the it's holiday, early December. But this is like, I mean, I already put my yeah. lights up in my tree and whatnot, but like this here made me feel like holidays here. Like it, it, it does taste like the holidays. It's 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 fantastic. Does it taste like the holidays because it's alcohol? You can't taste the alcohol in that. It's just straight up. It's chocolate yeah. and, and peppermint. Mm-hmm. And she made me one to try, and I didn't know that there was booze in it. He didn't. And he was she, like, oh, is there alcohol in this? And I, I just like, saw yes. her, like, excitingly, like, smashing up candy canes <laughs> with a mallet. <laughs> I and I'm like, so, oh, that's <laughs> when, when Kayla was preparing um, this uh, this beverage for us, she's just in the kitchen. She's like, I got to hit things with a mallet. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not a lie. Like, I did. Like, yeah, you didn't have to. You chose to. It started off with a book, and then Saya was like, "Hey, honey, reading for dummies." <laughs> so we are enjoying this delicious Festivus hot chocolate. It's great. I, uh, I I'm I'm very much enjoying it, and um, hopefully this uh, keeps my mood up through the episode that we are about oh, to watch. Yes. Um, today we're watching Hey Arnold, which. I've been excited for a very long time to do this show. This was one of my favorite shows uh, growing up. 
but for whatever reason, we chose the saddest episode of A. Arnold to do. Yeah, we were doing this specific episode until you just mentioned yeah. it. Really? Yeah. I was like, oh, hey, Arnold, this is going to be great. Yeah. Um, so, Kayla, why don't you give us a little background on the show and a little bit why we're about to be uh, super sad people. Okay. So, we are watching Hey Arnold, as you said, and this is our Whatever You Celebrate, Mary Nothing episode. And so, we chose, technically, it's um, Hey Arnold Christmas. Yes. Or Christmas Hey Arnold, whichever you, however you want to say it. So, this is their Christmas, the very first Christmas special. And in the first Christmas special... I already remember. We didn't watch it, but obviously we remember from the emotional trauma. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is the episode <laughs> where we find out the backstory on Mr. Wynn and his daughter, and it is very depressing. But before we get into all that, I didn't know, but Harold was actually like greenlit and and started like being created all the way back in 1995. Really? No way. So it was greenlit for um, like. Well, it was more than a year and a half, so it was a little bit before 1995, but for a while before they actually started airing it, and its air date, original air date, was October 7th, uh, 1996. So they greenlit it back when I was, like, five years old. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I could have sworn that this was out later than that, because I... Yeah, it says crazy. it aired on Nickelodeon from October 7th, 1996 to June 8th, uh, 2004. Its creator, his name is Craig Barlett. There was a few others as far as like producing and that helped like write, wrote the show or whatever. Um, but he's the one that pitched the show, got it greenlit by Nickelodeon. Um, he actually has a really interesting backstory to, to stuff that he worked on. While he was working on animating Penny cartoons for Pee Wee's Playhouse in 1994, 1995, that's when he was able to talk to Nickelodeon execs to get Hey Arnold's um, written and produced. So I thought that was pretty cool because he was working at Pee Wee's Playhouse and coming up with Hey Arnold's. And there's He's a little like, bit hey, of a dark line there. Killing it with Pee Wee's Playhouse currently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> He was then a pretty big person on the set of Rugrats, story editor, writer, director, storyboard artist. He did some uh, voice acting and directing for the Ren and Stimpy show, nice. which I hope we do one day because I wasn't allowed to watch as a kid. So Really? Um, and then on Hey Arnold itself, he is the voice of Brainy, Abner the Pig, Ned, and Miles, among other small like characters. So huh. he does a pig squeal. Pretty well, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I'm never... um, oh, and he was also a writer and storyboard editor on Johnny Bravo. So this guy yeah. is all over the place. He um, is married to Lisa, and I'm going to mess up the last name, but is it Groening? Groening? That she's the sister of the creator of Simpsons and yeah. Futurama. So <clears throat> he's got ties into all of the animated stuff. So after it was produced, obviously it was released on Nickelodeon, um, there were a hundred episodes and two movies. That's it? When we, I think we were recording a episode that's coming up next Woo! with, with uh, my, my beautiful wife, um, we were talking about Hey Arnold, mm -hmm. that we were going to do maybe the holiday episode about it. And when you brought up this particular episode that we're doing, instantly came to mind. That's one that stuck with me, I think because it was so sad. Yeah. And then um, a few other things. Uh, the turtle episode. Yeah. Oh, that? I can't yeah. watch that. That's one. another really sad one. It's um, like spray painted and stuff. Yeah, they clean it. And then, yeah, they, yeah that was They're really... They're just making fun of him. Yeah. He's just a turtle. Um, so, like, apparently, 
it, it was that one, and then there was um, there was an episode, and and it's it's not as <clears throat> stuck in my head as the other ones, but it mm-hmm. was like uh, one of the episodes where Arnold is trying to like find out more information about his parents. Yeah. So apparently the only episodes of Hey Arnold that really stuck with me were the super, super sad ones. Yeah. I mean, it it did to me too. That's one of the things that I remember most about it is like, Hey Arnold tackled the issues. Like there was like, there was like homeless guy in one. Uh, There was like some serious, um, I think, what is it? Helga? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Helga's mom is like an alcoholic clearly. And there's, there's so many little things that, like, just the normal kids in the school are struggling with. That's Bullying, like the backstory. The, the yeah. Kid episode, which was that's also yeah, really sad. Afraid one. to leave the stoop. Oh my god. So yeah, yo, this show like it tackled some stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But the descriptor that I could find was, uh, "Hey Arnold is a fourth grader. Some places say that he's nine. Some places say that he's eight. Um, that tackles inner city issues and that's all they would say but i think that's kind of a disservice because like there's even the episode with the bird guy that oh, he just yeah. like cares for a bunch of birds and people pick on him for no reason and he just talks about like i thought i remember the episode i thought he committed suicide but he like jumps off a roof or something and the birds carry him away yeah <laughs> and, i do remember that like uh, i didn't know if that was a metaphor for suicide either way getting off topic a little bit but maybe there's a a lot of stuff that Hey Arnold tackles, and I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of excited that we picked, even though it's a little depressing, that we picked this episode, so. I, you know, being that we were so young, watching an episode like this uh, really exposes you to, like, other cultures' yeah. struggles and stuff like that, and, and, and in the show as well, other people's beliefs, they, mm-hmm. they have, like, they... Arno lives in a boarding house in, in New York yep. that has just a wide cast of characters of different, you know, uh, b- beliefs and, 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 and race and, and ethnicity, ethnicity. And that backgrounds. Was, and... That was cool to see. You know, that is like the quintessential like New York life that right. maybe where we're from, we don't have as much of that. So it was cool to see something like that. And then um, this was my introduction to Vietnam because there is a <laughs> Vietnam backstory in this episode yeah. from what I remember. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, to, to be honest, I obviously knew that there was a Vietnam, Vietnam War and we can talk more in depth about the stuff that I found out about the war and how it plays into the episode. After it's going to be hilarious. The, the actual episode, but... I mean, I just, maybe it's because of, of when I was born and when we grew up, I didn't know a whole lot about the Vietnam War. So being able to research this episode in specific is, is really interesting. And also thinking about how our parents, if they ended up watching this episode with us when we were younger, how much more they would know and maybe how much more impactful that episode would be even for an adult when we were kids. So I just thought right. that was another layer to this specific episode that's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, can you think of another cartoon that would even come close to like adding that kind of stuff into it like the no i I don't think that i can i mean there's there's cartoons that touch on serious topics but it's it's lightly or it's uh way too heavy-handed like there's an episode of of um captain planet i think where somebody like captain planet was invented for being heavy-handed yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) so there's like there's heavy-handedness that that well, they look at these issues, but there's also a whole lot of times when they're looking at those issues, it's very uh, whitewashed. It's very oh, sure. how it affects yeah. Caucasian people and not how it would affect other countries and other people, other ethnicities and stuff. So Nothing that I can think of that's out right now that would tackle topics quite like that 
what I noticed in like current cartoons when I watch them with with my daughter is uh, there tends to be um, they don't make a big deal out of it because I think the goal is to normalize it. But uh, uh, same sex relationships yeah. they have those in a lot of mm-hmm. current cartoons, yeah. and I appreciate that they don't um, they don't make a, yeah they don't make yeah. a big deal out of it. It's just like oh these are my dads and like right. to normalize it for kids, which I think is fantastic. Um, because every every other time you see like this big dramatic coming out thing and it's this huge deal and and I, I don't know what that is like to come out to my family members but I also feel like there should be more representation than just that moment for people who are in same-sex relationships for, from what I understand from my gay and lesbian friends is that usually like in movies and TV when they show like uh, like like a gay person it's so sensationalized and over the top yeah. and the character caricature what it's like to be gay whereas in like some of these shows that i watch with my daughter when there is like you know there's a like the uh what's this show um loud house the, mm-hmm. the the main character's best friend has two dads they never make a big deal out of it it's just like they're just a normal couple they just do normal things it's like oh, these yeah, are my watched parents a little bit of that one with you and that's cool yeah. but um i also but with that i can't see loud house tackling the war <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right. like yeah. big big topics like that but so there is like there is a push to be to normalize like some things that should be normal in everyday society mm-hmm. but maybe not so like uh you know our, our history of, of of terrible things that right. we've done you know right so. the only other show that i can think of that even had comments or commentary like hey arnold would be magic school bus sure miss yeah. frizzle was the shit she was the shit yeah. the coolest yeah. I, we need to watch that too but we definitely will yeah but i mean there wasn't any episodes where she was like hey we're gonna get to a molecular level and find out how methamphetamine works here no but she, <laughs> she talked about the patriarchy a whole lot and yeah, that was refreshing true. i'm sure at the time i was small i didn't know what it was um but back into heron a little bit so um kind of a big show i'm glad that we're tackling it for our holiday season because it's a little heavy, but it still has a really good message. It's not like just about getting the toys and all of that stuff. Um, but as far as voice actors on Hey Arnold, there was one, two, three, four actors that covered Arnold's voice, and there's only five seasons of the show. So I didn't re- remember that that his voice seemed to change. Quite yeah, often. I, just, I never caught it. I don't know how my it's maybe crazy. my brain was like, oh, he's getting older, so his voice is changing yeah, four maybe. times. <laughs> But the, the main voice actor for Arnold uh, is Spencer Klein. He voiced 40 of the original 100 episodes. So he's probably the voice that most people recognize. And that's all of season four and a good deal of season five is my understanding. Some of the information that I could find was a little bit contradictory because there's obviously more than 40 episodes between season four and some of five. But that's the best estimate that I have. We also have other voice actors that you'd know. Um, let's see here. Well, actually, Dan, is it Castellanata? Kes- you, you mean Homer Simpson? Yeah, what is uh, Homer Simpson, but he's also the person that voices Grandpa Phil. Does he really? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. did not know I just that. recently found that one out, too. Holy yeah, crap. We, had, we actually had somebody send that information in, didn't we? Yep. He's yeah. also faults for your thoughts. Oh my yeah. God, that's that's him? Are you serious? When I was, yeah, when I was watching Parks and Rec, uh, well, I just rewatched it recently, I, I, I was like, Trish, 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 you'll never guess who that is. She's like, I don't know. I'm like, that's Homer Simpson and Krusty the Clown and like so many other it characters. So many, yeah. Just yeah. like this 
prolific voice he's, actor, he's, and he's, he's Daryl Murbles. <laughs> thoughts for your thoughts. <laughs> Pay no attention to the swine next to me. Uh, in yeah. case listeners don't know, this is <laughs> from Parks and Rec. Like, and like he only shows up twice. <laughs> I'm so nice. excited. So, so good. So good. Uh, so, the voice actor for Helga Pataki is Francesca Marie Smith. In the show, she also voices she also voices Sheena, Timberly, Gloria, uh, somebody called Campfire Lass, and other small voices. So, there's yeah. a lot of people that are pulling like extra Definitely. duty yeah. on this show. Jamal Walker Smith is the voice of Gerald. Um, I couldn't really find other information if he had acted anywhere else, but there was an interesting tidbit in there that he. Because Gerald's voice is such a high register, because he's supposed to be an eight or nine year old kid, they actually went through and had to edit his voice throughout the entire thing. Which is my understanding that most of the time they try and find somebody that matches the voice that they don't have to go through and right. computer edit the entire series. Because it's cost, uh, not like that. But Smith, or actually, they're both of the last names is Smith, but I, I don't think they're actually married or related. But the voice of Helga and Gerald. Um, they stayed the voice throughout the entire series, oh, even though cool. Arnold hmm. changed four times, which I thought was pretty cool because, I mean, it's some dedication. It happened a I lot think. with, with uh, kid voice actors. I think they did that on Gumball, too. Yeah. They, you know, like after a while. Like, I don't know if they swapped him out, but uh, there's definitely like a noticeable, like, oh, that kid's going through puberty, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there was a Harold movie that came out um, in yeah, 2002. I don't think I've seen it. Oh, that's the first Harold movie. I don't think I've seen it. No? I've seen, like, snippets of it. I don't think I saw it all the way through. Oh, and then they just had one come out in 2017, but I I didn't find too much information on that either. So they did have two full-length movies come out, if anybody's interested in that. I kind of feel at this point, like, recently we started watching some episodes. Um, I think once it came out onto Hulu, we were watching some episodes. I can't really see myself watching a 2017 version of Harold because I feel like... It would just take it away from me. Yeah. Like, it would just bum me out. But maybe it's great. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's even more depressing than the episode we're about to watch. Yep, yeah, that's... Yeah, I would be interested. Do you have the name of the episode uh, that we're going to watch? It is uh, season one, episode 20, and I think it's Harold Christmas. All right. It's just Harold Christmas. So we are going to uh, take a break um, to watch this episode. So if you guys want to watch it, there it is. Is there anything else we need to cover before we uh, jump into uh, depression? Uh, I mean, we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but is there anything in particular that you guys are expecting out of this episode? Is there, like, like, are you expecting to be sad? Do you think it's going to be super nostalgic for you? Because, I don't, I mean, we haven't watched it. We specifically skipped it. We haven't watched it in a long yeah. time. I, I think this this was up there with, like, if it was on, I watched it. Yeah. Like, I loved yeah. this show. Um I remember being jealous of Arnold's room, yeah. being in New York, uh, just just all all of those things. Um, uh, being on a trash can, strumming on a streetlight. Oh uh, no, yeah. it's gonna be stuck in my head forever. <laughs> don't, don't hit me! Don't hit me! Yeah. <laughs> I'm crazy. Yeah. Um, the uh, I don't know if it's this episode, but like every time I'm outside shoveling, I go, I hate the snow. I hate the snow. <laughs> I hate the rain and I hate the sleep. But my oh my, do I hate the snow? Man, it's this That's episode. Like that. That's like the, it might be this episode. It's the, the mail, mailman. Mailman, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm interested to. I have like uh, images of parts that I remember, probably traumatic images <laughs> <laughs> from this this episode that I'm curious. 
are like legit or not, or if mm-hmm. I'm misremembering it. But oh, there was one thing that just literally just popped into my mind. There was a episode where they all go camping, and yeah. uh, uh, Helga and her dad, who has money, just shows up this giant RV. And he makes steak and eggs. And when I was little, I saw them like, that's got to be delicious. So, like, the next time I was out to breakfast with my mom and dad, I'm like, uh, I think I'm going to have steak and eggs. I'm like, yeah, no, you're not. You're <laughs> having a normal breakfast. You're steak seven for, years old. I don't know what steak you're thinking. For breakfast, mom. And if, like, that stuck with me, like, that, that, that steak and eggs looked delicious. And uh-huh. also that my parents wouldn't let me have it. And I still have never had steak and really? eggs to this day. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had steak and eggs, like, Aww. at the same yeah. time either. Have you? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Guys, we need to we'll, get steak and eggs. We'll do that yeah. episode and get steak and eggs. <laughs> Instead of beverages, we'll just have steak and eggs. Yeah. I, I, I am nothing but confident that this episode is going to uh, bring back some, some, some nostalgia for sure. Some heavy-handed nostalgia. Yeah. Very, very heavy-handed nostalgia. <laughs> I'm going to need another hot chocolate. You guys ready for this? Merry holidays. Be yep. sad. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Hey, so earlier in this episode, I told y'all that it was episode, or season one, episode 20. It is actually season one, episode 11, and it's titled Arnold's Christmas. So season one, episode 11, not 20. Sorry about that. We're sorry. Oops. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> okay, I'm crying. Literally, though. Like, the first scene when they started, when he started handing her off, I teared up. I don't uh, even have kids, Brian. So, uh, partway into watching this episode, I realized that, actually, by the time this airs, I have two daughters. Um, yeah. So. We didn't think about that. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, you know, it's fine. It's just, you know, I, you know. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. I'm really it was fine. hard. It was hard. It was... A very sad episode with still some decent humor sprinkled in there. Yeah. So some of the nostalgia did did hit, but uh, you know, it made me feel things. And yeah. I don't like feeling things. Well. So I need more alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where to begin? Um, I, I don't want to be the one to explain the premise of this one. <laughs> not it. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you. So we talked about what the premise of it was a little bit, but the episode started off with like kind of a montage of all of the different characters thinking about Christmas and talking about what they thought the meaning of Christmas is. And like Helga talks about how it's getting yours before the other guy gets theirs. And it's all about presents and flash and this, that, and the other thing. And Arnold starts talking to Gerald about like the meaning of Christmas is getting gifts for people that you love to show them how much you care about them. It's not about getting stuff. It's about giving stuff. And it's just that regular like dichotomy that you see always cheesy uh christmas setup standard yeah. standard christmas yeah. affair standard really. christmas <laughs> gerald's set. getting all his family ties including his little sister yeah. his four-year-old little sister <laughs> so they go through that they kind of set it up and then uh arnold and gerald get back to arnold's uh boarding house that he lives in the sunset arms which i forgot that it was called the sunset yeah arms. I, didn't, I forgot that it had a name um and they're pulling secret santa cards on Christmas Eve, can we talk about that for a second? Because, like, normally... <laughs> you have no time. You, yeah, you have to go out that day. Normally, you, like, do your Secret Santa a little bit earlier, like, so you have some time to plan and think about it. It's literally Christmas Eve, and they're pulling Secret Santa. And, first off, what's his name? Dupes everybody. Gives him Oscar. Everybody. <laughs> it was a joke! <laughs> Which is I a pretty good Oscar. The I second he showed up, I'm like, oh, it's Oscar! <laughs> 
Okay, okay, it was a joke. A Christmas joke, eh? Yeah, he's is the worst character. That is bad. So, Oscar decides to give everybody his name. That doesn't work out. It's a joke. Eventually, Arnold gets Mr. Wynn as his, his secret Santa that he's supposed to get a present for. He, I will not be doing an impression of Mr. Wynn. That is uh, smart. That's wise. That's smart. Um, but Arnold realizes that he doesn't know a whole lot about Mr. Wynn and says that Mr. Wynn always seems sadder on Christmas time. So he does like a kid investigation and tries to figure out, do you like candy? Do you like this? Do you like that? And then Mr. Wynn just demolishes this nine-year-old boy with a tale about like surviving uh, the Vietnam War and having to give his daughter up so that she could live. Like, there's literally what he's telling when he's like retelling the story of how he had to give his daughter up. He's talking about how he was concerned that he wouldn't be able to get enough food to feed her. And like, yeah, he knew intense. the war was in the North, but it was coming to where he was. And the only way out was by helicopter and like all these, like, they never specifically say in the show that Mr. Wynn was from Vietnam. But I did a little bit of research and a little bit of digging, and it's supposed to be based on the fall of Saigon. Mm-hmm. And, like, that the, the the North Vietnamese army um, was coming to the South to take over. And they had taken over the city, and the only way out for most people was to bribe an official or to know somebody that knew somebody. There was a whole bunch of information about yeah. how... If you were a United States uh, citizen, it was really easy for you to get out. But for everybody else, they were just kind of screwed. Mm-hmm. So it's the fall of Saigon, and Mr. Wynn runs to this rooftop and just hands this stranger, this this uh, army soldier, his infant daughter. And it's My the saddest thing. Daughter. My Wynn, yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm a it- little... It like, was it was sad. We try and joke about stuff on this podcast, but it's a little hard right now. Because he's like telling us like I was really looking forward to seeing her grow up and go to school and become, you know, a, you know, a, a grown up and then just see her happy. Like, I have two daughters. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian. <laughs> like I'm like those are all things that I'm living through and excited about, like them growing up and becoming people and and to, to think about uh, not being able to experience that is just heartbreaking. <laughs> so this has been great. I got to go. <laughs> it is how I remember it, too. Like, I, I remembered them showing images of, like, buildings on fire and stuff mm-hmm. when they show, like, the helicopter scene. Yeah. And it's, like, a legit war scene. Yeah. And they, like, they, it's the United States Embassy, I think, and they're holding the gate yeah. closed and they burst through the gate yeah. to go to the helicopter and... You can see like a, a tarnished and ripped up American flag waving at yeah. that first scene when he busts through the, the yeah. doors. There's like a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on in, in, in that that short scene. Um, the helicopter pilot like says look for her in the big city or whatever. So that's yeah. why he ends up like you know going to New York and it's been well, I think he said twenty years since it then. It said it took him. Or he said it took him twenty years to get out of Vietnam to mm-hmm. get to New York. So right. we don't know exactly how long Mr. Wynn has been at the boarding house, but right. it took him 20 years of being stuck in a different country thanks to our immigration policies, which might not be a great topic to get onto. But to get back to, or to get to the United States to try and find Mai, and he still wasn't able to find Mai. So he... Well, most of Vietnam- Vietnamese people are murderers and rapists. Some of them, I assume, are great people. Oh, my God. 
Brian, go home. I can't. First off, I've had a couple hot chocolates. And second, for a second, I was like, are you he's serious right now? I was like, Mr. Wynn. <laughs> so anyways, it takes Mr. Wynn a hot minute. If that part makes it in the episode, I'll be very surprised. <laughs> it takes Mr. Wynn a hot minute to get back to, or to get back to, to get to the United States in order to even look for Mai. And then he just says that around Christmas time, he remembers that he has a daughter. It's like, well, well, yeah. Also, it didn't seem like he had a wife, so it seemed like he had already experienced a, like a tragic yeah. loss. Yeah. Also, then, no, no offense to Mr. Wynn, but it took Arnold like half a day <laughs> to find his Oh, daughter. there's one building where you go to to find missing people? Perhaps I should go investigate. Okay, that. but also, Arnold is a white male. Yeah, that's true. Do we need to get on a that? A white eight-year-old man. <laughs> nine. He is nine. But also... Oh, you're right. He's probably good. He's nine. And Mr. Wind, like I said, just straight up demolishes him. And it's not like Arnold is the one that's saying, like, Christmas is about getting presents and getting yours before somebody else gets theirs. Arnold already knows the meaning of Christmas. He already really cares about the people that are in his boarding house and the people that he, that he sees every day. And he already really wants to get him a good gift. And then Mr. Wynn's like, the only gift I want is like your reunification with my daughter. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> I won't accept candy. That's nonsense. Like Would have got him a tie. <laughs> got him a tie. <laughs> there was not very many funny parts in this episode no. there was like no, really. a couple and the rest of it was just like edge of seat like i know how it ended but it was just like still just such a powerful story and sad and they and had a few heartfelt. moments where like even the animation they did like this weird sketchy slow-mo kind yeah of and i remember that i was about to blurt out to like oh he's gonna do the slow motion head yeah. turn because i remember that part like the re the when they reunited at the end Spoiler alert, they reunite at the end. Yes. But you um, should have watched it by now. There was one laugh out loud moment. Helga, her story arc is, um, despite her wanting to get hers before anyone gets theirs or presents and whatnot, um, she is madly in love with Arnold and wants to get him like the perfect uh, Christmas gift. So she's in a toy store looking at stuff, and she finds this like crazy train set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I forgot about... Do they call him... Um... They call him a hobo? Did they call him a hobo? I don't think they used the word hobo. It was like transient or something like that. But like, it's like this whole train set, including like, there's a, there's like a hobo with like, like, like a leg missing, like sitting on top of a train cart. Yeah. It was included in this toy set, which was a laugh out loud moment. One-legged Bob, the affable railroad tramp. Because um, it was just like, are you serious? It was a very like, uh. As a, as a child, I probably was like, that's really funny. Look at that legless guy. And yeah. as an adult, now I'm like, you actually included that in a child's and show. And to title it together, there's a good chance that that guy lost his leg in Vietnam. So. But look at that. Everything is connected. <laughs> Everything uh, is connected. So my favorite part about this episode was um, just how heavy-handed the plot was. Do you want to explain a little bit of that, <laughs> little. Uh, that plot turn moment when they... Do you want me to do it? Yeah, Okay. Do. So... They find the building where they uh, they can find like missing people, and there's a holiday party going on, and clearly like they're all like drunk. Oh, off their ass. Yeah. They're one, drunk. one of them's wearing a trash can. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except for one guy who's in his office working, and he just quickly dismisses the kids. No, we're not going to help you find this missing person. It's mm -hmm. Christmas Eve. I got stuff to do. I haven't done my Christmas shopping yet, despite it being Christmas Eve. 
So to make a deal with the guy, they'll do his Christmas shopping, and if they get everything on the list, he'll find the missing the missing daughter. So they go out to go get other presents, and they literally get everything except for one, which is these snow boots that everyone in the world wants that Helga happens to get for for Christmas. But her mom goes, like, Helga goes home after not being able to get Arnold that right present, yes. right? And her mom goes, you look depressed here, and gives her this. And her mom's drunk off like, her ass, Like, too. three sheets yeah. to the wind. Both her and were drinking eggnog. Nobody I mean, is she's, concerned she's with where she goes. She's slurring her words yeah. and stuff in pretty much every episode. So, they make it back to the missing persons guy and give him all the presents except for the boots because they're sold they've been sold out for months mm -hmm. and when the kids go to buy the boots they get laughed out of every store they go into yeah. which was rude like come on yeah. New York. <laughs> so my favorite this is my favorite part was it is a little bit of lazy writing like we've got to push this plot forward so uh, arnold and harold were sitting on a bench oh. after the guy refused to find the missing person because they couldn't find the boots and Helga's listening to them from behind a tree so they just verbatim repeat everything that they need to do to like finish their quest and like how they're failing. So it was like, man, all we needed to do was find this one pair of boots and give it to this guy so that he can find Mr. Wynn's missing daughter. Guy, yeah. Mr. Bailey yeah. at this building. And then Arnold happens to drop his list that has like the, the boots on it. Yeah. So, so it was like, it was so a plot heavy hand to like just smack you in the face with plot. As I'm talking about how, how Arnold delicately handles those issues earlier in this episode yes. no this one was really heavy -handed. this is very heavy -handed. so then i mean obviously helga gets the boots and then she's excited because she got hers but she has a change of heart and gives them to the missing persons guy to find the daughter so it was like you know like kids are a little bit smarter than that you didn't need to beat them over that with that 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 plot twist or that plot explanation but um i did laugh a lot at that because it was just like to reiterate, we needed these right. boots to give to this man so he could find Mr. Wynn's missing daughter and then he could have a happy Christmas. And it was like, boom, just so boom, happens boom, boom, that boom. this list has his name, phone number, <laughs> occupation, location, with address. Social security number, list of years. <laughs> um, yeah. And then Helga, she gives the boots to the guy as he's leaving. He goes, No, it's Christmas Eve, I'm going home. And then she gives. Uh, the opposite speech of what she did at the beginning, which yes. was, you need to get yours. It's all about presents. Get what you want. She said the opposite to this man, and she managed to convince him to find uh, Mr. Wynn's uh, missing daughter. Another moral dilemma. And she did, I don't know if you guys ever noticed, but they do it pretty often in cartoons and, like, when a character's trying to be sincere, they walk down the stoop, but instead of, like, walking aggressively facing the person, they always turn their body and have both of their arms on, like, the side of the stoop, like, on the handrail. It must be a thing. I've noticed huh. it so many times, and it happened in this episode, where she, like, leaned over the side rail, like, she was really sad, and she was begging him, like, hey, this kid's not gonna ever believe in miracles again unless you work overnight on Christmas Eve to solve this problem for somebody that you don't know. And right. I don't know, I just, I thought that that we was... We live in an area where we don't have stoops, so we don't know. Right, we don't we, know we just the don't significance know. of body language on a stoop. We don't. Stoop kid does. Stoop kid does. That's why he's afraid to leave a stoop. If he's still alive. Yeah, well, oh, oh, God. He had, a, he had a rough go. He was much older than Arnold. Winner's more harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Nobody ever got him snow boots. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I'm, uh, I'm sad. And, uh, Aww. You know, 
It was a bittersweet. It wasn't just sad. It was a bittersweet. Episode. It was such a. It was such a beautiful ending where the daughter does show up and you know he he gets to to reunite with her and that was that was really cool and you know the it's bold and it's nice to see a cartoon really go right into like like just all in on that message of like Christmas is supposed to be about giving. Mm-hmm. It's not about presents, not but it's not about that. A lot of cartoons like to like say that. Yeah. You know, but this one like actually does it. It was a whole right. half an hour episode specifically about that. Which fun yeah. fact, it was the very first full half hour episode that Hey Arnold ever did. Um, they're a lot like the Dexter's Lab episodes where they're split up into different segments. This was the very first one that was a full half hour for Hey Arnold. Hmm. And I also like, like you said, and, and some other cartoons, they'll say that it's, it's, you know, it's about giving. It's not about presents. But at the end of the episode, whatever character had to give something ends up getting everything that they wanted anyways. Hey Arnold, I think, is probably one of the only cartoons that Helga gave the gift that she really wanted away. And at the end of the episode, she's on Arnold's stoop in socks. Like, she doesn't get an extra yeah, he, hair he somehow, somehow special. He doesn't know that she did that Yeah, for and him. she, ha- yeah, he's got no idea that she made that but sacrifice that, for him either. And that's, that's her doing that selfless act. Right. Which is really cool. Yeah. Which I, you know, it's such a powerful message that stuck with all three of us. Yeah. We're all, you know, almost, you know, or in or almost in our 30s now, and we all remember that episode right arnold and gerald are both like by the window like i guess it was just a miracle you got like a christmas angel or something yeah i mean arnold starts well i wonder how it happened maybe he had a change of heart blah 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 and gerald just kind of like kind of the voice of reason but also just kind of like a like a hey man it's a miracle don't think too much on it here's something even cooler the three people sitting in this room all grew up with three different belief systems yeah and this episode still stuck with all three of us yep that's how good that message was in this episode. Yeah. How many cartoons can you say that about? You know what I mean? None that yeah. I can think of right now. I mean, I don't know. Hey, I mean, it was heavy-handed in that plot tri- twist. I'll give, oh, you know, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, and like, you wouldn't have noticed that when you were a kid. It's just... No, oh, when I was a kid, I would have been like, oh, man, yeah. I'm so lucky she was able to are find so high. <laughs> <laughs> To reiterate. <laughs> but, I, like... To summarize. I like looking at it as an adult... Um, Helga's parents did not give a crap where she was on Christmas Eve, like night. They so were just all the kids just sort of like walking around New York City, which seems a little strange. Right, to me. and like Arnold and, and Gerald were walking around and just happened to walk into the stranger's office. He then gives them three hundred dollars. Just these two, <laughs> two nine-year-old kids. kids that just randomly show up in his office when all of his coworkers are drunk off eggnog in the other room, and then he offers those nine-year-old kids. Eggnog. Yeah. No, we don't want to do this for you. You guys just go get drunk with There's the rest of the There's a party down the hall. Mate. Go get some eggnog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go have some eggnog. It's just, I don't know. It was all around an excellent episode, I think. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. I want to go back and rewatch. You want to rewatch that? No, every episode besides this one. Okay. Yeah. Never this one again. This one again. Never Let's this one that again. One. Honestly, like, as far as nostalgia load, and, and we'll talk about this at the end when we give our ratings. This so far for me has probably been like the heaviest episode oh, as far for as sure. <laughs> those feelings and everything, just because right. like I think it was especially poignant because Helga at the end is in her socks and doesn't get the thing that she wants and nobody knows that she made that sacrifice. Right. I think that is specifically why this episode stuck with me. 
And I don't know, I think that's probably why it's me, me too, because uh, Arnold is historically a very selfless person. Yes. So him doing an act like that is par for the course. Right. But to have Helga do that and then not get any recognition for it because that's the kind of person that she normally is. Yeah. Is a very, very powerful message to send to, to kids. Yes. Yeah. And it obviously works because mm-hmm. here we are. Yep. You know? Yep. <laughs> so uh, it's just it's phenomenal. I, I can't say, you know, enough nice things about it. I am interested in going back and rewatching a bunch of episodes to like, because I feel like this show has... This is a message-driven show. Yes. There's not a lot of just, like, goofy, off-the-wall episodes. Right. I think I, I almost yeah. feel like every episode has a bit of a message to mm-hmm. it, and that's uh, that's awesome. That's Yeah. Have you guys ever... Would you guys ever have to read The Gift of the Magi when you were kids? I don't think so. No. Really? So we read this book, and, and I think most of our listeners have probably read it or heard the story, and, and the gist of it is, I think it's something to do with, like, this person wants to give this other person these beautiful combs because they have this beautiful hair and the other person has this beautiful hair, but they want to buy this other person this really nice gift. Then it ends up that the one person cuts off and sells their hair in order to get the other person gifts. And that person does something else and and gets rid of a a prized item in order to buy the person with the hair combs. So like at the end of it, everybody has a nice gift, but everybody's kind of screwed. Oh, I, I, I really enjoy this more than the gift of the magi which is supposed to be like a literary classic because it wasn't about like oh i gave up so much for you and you gave up so much for me it was about like you said like this selfless selfless act that nobody really saw it's beautiful it is beautiful i read a one-off it was gift of the magi it was not (laughs) it was probably based on the magi (laughs) you didn't even know (laughs) also they they uh in futurama there's an episode where, um, what's her name, uh, Amy and one of the other characters sell their hair to buy gifts for each other, and at the end, Zoidberg has combs and oh. both of their hair. <laughs> yeah. So there's a reference to that in Futurama as well. But, I remember that. Yeah, it's, it's a, a well-known wonderful, literary wonderful classic. Wonderful episode. Uh, is there anything else we need to cover before we uh, take a quick uh, alcohol break? Because I'm still sad. Like a hug break? <laughs> We're going to take a hug take break. A hug break. <laughs> I don't have anything else. Give me a hug. Just just a married couple and their friend just embracing <laughs> each other. Nothing to see here. <laughs> you just it's still recording though and you just feel like, can I can I get in on that? No? Okay, fine. <laughs> just gonna go drink. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, he's mine. We'll be back. I happen to know that the jolly one is partial to this chocolate. Besides, he is leaving me a bevy of Yuletide booty. Oh, you were good. No. That's what the M&M's are for. Oh. Welcome back. <laughs> we we hugged it out. Everything's cool. I let Kayla and hug for like three seconds. It's all I allowed her. It was, it was nice. It's nice. The right Warm. amount of pressure. Yeah, I'm I'm like uh, I'm like a I'm like a big old teddy bear. <laughs> because I'm fluffy and furry. I'm like a big old teddy I'm bear. I'm like a big old teddy bear. I'm like a puppy. Aww. CJ puppy co-host. <laughs> uh, callbacks. That's Bobby how, the Boo. That's how we keep keep listeners. Is why we got a callback. In which I don't know if this is out of order either, so it might be. Yeah, who the fuck knows at this point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, as uh, we always do, we're going to uh, do a uh, quick review of this. I was thinking for our rating scale, we would do one to five. 
holiday party eggnogs. I was thinking eggnogs yeah. too. Yeah. 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 How many? Uh, I think it, it's the holidays. Like so, five is the best. Uh, five eggnogs is top. Zero eggnog, you didn't like it. All right. Okay. Um, All right. We'll start with you, Kayla. I am probably gonna do five eggnogs. Um, this was a, a very bittersweet episode, and I hate eggnog as just just a, <laughs> as a principle. Gross. Maybe if it had named himself name itself something different, I would have I would enjoy it. But just egg and nog, gross. Anyways, it's basically custard drink, but you can't call it that either. So <laughs> oh, that sounds so much honestly, better. Honestly, uh, okay, honestly, I might drink it if it was called the custard. custard drink. Hey, give me a little more of that custard drink. Yeah, because it's just it rolls off the tongue so smoothly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'd rather um, have some nag. Some nag. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I'm gonna give five just because. Um, I don't know. It just. It hit all of those points. When I think nostalgia, it's not just, oh, man, I remember that. That was such a good time. Most of the moments that I think are nostalgic have to have that that bittersweet piece to it. And this was all of that. So Hey Arnold hits, like, all of the good memories. It's all of the good lessons. It's, like, it's just an excellent show. And this episode in particular, I think, like we discussed earlier, drives home that point of, like, like Christmas is about giving or the holidays are about giving and it's how much you can give to the person that you love. And it doesn't have to be monetary either. It's just experiences in, and the act of giving love itself. So five knocks, five, five knocks way, way up. <laughs> Respect. I would give it four. Yeah. Uh, just because I was a little disappointed I didn't get to hear the Hey Arnold theme, the song, theme song in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so, is... wouldn't it have been a little jarring if it was like the Hey Arnold theme yeah, song? Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense. And, but then it's like, oh, bam, bam, sad, bam, bam. sad Vietnam stuff. <laughs> right after I that. I thought it was a little, wasn't it like just christmas It was like Christmas music, like yeah. bells and choir, yeah. I thought it was the theme song, but christmas was it? Yeah. I don't know. It might have been. We'll have to go back and listen to it. Also, Christmas yeah. is definitely a verb. Christmas? Yep. Oh, I'm covered in Christmas. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's like Crisco, but worse. <laughs> I really liked the music and stuff in it. It's especially, like, the gut-wrenchingly depressing scene with Mr. Wynn. Like, they, oh, yeah. they do really sad, like, flute music in the background. And whenever they're recalling that sad moment, that's what they do. And it really draws you in. And that's what I remember as a kid, too. Like, yeah. being drawn in by this and f- actually feeling it. Like, oh, man, like, this the is horrible. And then the flute is cut with the sound of helicopter. Right. Yeah. So that chop, 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 chop sound. Yeah, there's, there's one scene. It doesn't really make any sense. But there's one scene where... Arnold is actually like laying on his bed and he's just like looking up at the stars and they play like the flute music along with like sounds of like the war going on and yeah. like, like he's almost having the flashbacks yeah. but it makes it like so intense like you you know how like how much he feels for Mr. Wynn and it's so deep for a kid's show oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like I loved it because of that I loved Arnold that they they gave kids enough respect to like you know what they'll get this like we'll we'll throw it on there some of them is a little bit more heavy-handed than we yeah. than we remember but so this this episode actually aired December 11th 1996 so if we watched it when it originally aired i would have been just 6 years old mm-hmm. yeah that's insane and for that level of depth and and like commitment to making kids feel stuff Yikes. Right. 
I am going to give this uh, five custard drinks. Um, <laughs> nice, frothy, viscous, thick, like, like just palate coating. Sat oh. next to the radiator for five hours. <laughs> like, like, like maybe spoiled, but there's enough nutmeg in it to you're not sure. Not sure. Like, yeah. is this sour on purpose, yeah. or am I going to be sick? It's sour cream consistency. Oh, oh God. God. One forkful. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. uh, I'm going to pop it. So gross. <laughs> oh, cottage cheese. Nope, that's eggnog. That's oh, weird. Uh, Chunky nog. <laughs> <laughs> Chunky nog is the name of my new band, by the way. Gross. It's uh, Scott, isn't it? It's uh, it's uh, metal Christmas music. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, nothing but blast beats. It's pretty, pretty dope. Bory, 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 bory. This episode is a... Uh, it's master class of children's cartoons. Yes. Honestly, it's, it did such a good job of relaying such a, a, a positive and heartfelt message that was not overly cheesy because it was a holiday thing and right. holiday episodes of anything tend to be cheesy circa agrees yes um, yes our dog does agree christmas episodes always tend to be just you know kind of light-hearted mm -hmm. and it's the holidays and like bright and colorful and cheerful but you know that isn't the case for everyone on this planet right and the holidays can be especially hard for a lot of people the holidays are hard on you know people who have even like a you know relatively like normal home life it yep. can still just be a stressful time of year um without having to have lost a daughter in vietnam like right. it's you know it's yeah. it is a stressful time of year so to so to like and this being the first season for them to not just do a straightforward feel good happy christmas yep, that's episode a good point. that's a very good point so ballsy and 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 i obviously didn't realize that when i was a kid but now uh, as an adult watching it I respect the hell of the creators and the writers of this show yeah. for, for taking exactly. the risk of doing something like that. And, you know, I can say many, many, many years later after this episode came out, it's this episode stuck with me more than any other episode of this show. Mm -hmm. And that, that definitely says something to the writing. Um, this is a, I can easily see this um, being something that I would play for my my daughters like when they're old enough to watch it yeah. around the holiday time because yeah. I think that this is a much better holiday message than most anything else that's out there right and, and you know it, it, it ends uh, you know it is heavy-handed and sad but it ends on a happy note mm -hmm. and I think that's why I, I liked as much as I did so a selfless note because yeah I mean yeah. as kids especially around this time of year we're just like inundated with like Christmas Cartoons, Christmas TV shows, movies, you can't go anywhere without hearing somebody ringing a bell for donations or yep. just like knock off Christmas music at Kroger grocery store. Like you can't go anywhere without that message. And for this particular show and this particular message to be the thing that stuck with all three of us who had very different upbringings, I think that says a lot for the show itself. And yeah, and um, I mean, this year in particular is very stressful for my wife and I, mm -hmm. we'd, um, this would be the, the third Christmas we've had with, with Olivia. Mm -hmm. And this is the first year where it was like, you know, a little bit difficult for us to, you know, get presents because right. we had another baby on the way and Trish had to go to the doctors an awful lot and it's expensive. And, you know, that was like, you know, the first time in my life that I felt that, uh, 
that that anxiety of like, oh, am I gonna be able to give my kid like this Christmas or, or not, with like, and it's all in my head because I could literally just like rewrap her toys that and she, she currently would be perfectly has. Fine yes, and be super happy. Yes, about she it. would. Like, oh and, my gosh, this is what I always wanted. You know, I'm three. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. she's got the bite marks that I wanted. <laughs> I've already got the chew things in it. <laughs> and um, you know, by the time this airs, um, you know our. You know, I don't know the exact day that she got here, but I'm assuming it's the 17th. Yeah. Uh, just very close to, you know, actual Christmas. So, you know, doing kind of the normal traditional stuff. And, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll go out and I'll, I'll really say it. I'm I'm not a religious person. Mm-hmm. Christmas for us is just family time. Right. And that's, you know, how, how we, we go about it. We're not able to do as much of the family-oriented stuff that I'm used to providing and doing because we're, you know, babies such close to Christmas. And right. You know, that's some extra stress. So I don't feel particularly jolly this year. Not <laughs> you even know? drinking that peppermint hot chocolate? That helped quite a bit. <laughs> uh, also, the mad dog that you busted out is helping. Listen, <laughs> we were talking nostalgia and the things that just, you know, that bring us holly jolly spirit. And I had to bring out the 50% off MD2020. Yeah. It was delicious. I've never had it. It's amazing. It was yep. a bargain. Yeah. It was a bargain. So, um, so yeah, I, it's... I appreciate that this is out there, and this is definitely something that I'm going to maybe make a part of my holiday tradition because it is is a. I think it's an important message for, you know, kids to be able to have, and I don't think there's anything out there right now that is giving them anywhere close to right. as positive a message as especially this something as relatable and reachable because yeah. they're still nine year olds on TV. It's yeah. not like they're watching a uh, an adult television show right. or a full length movie. It's Thirty minutes, very, very easy to process. Yeah, it's it's deep but easy to follow. The yes. plot's laid out several times. Several times. <laughs> they did a really good job. You know, you uh, you uh, malleted that candy cane. They malleted us with the plot. <laughs> so. Oh, my candy cane mallet. Hmm. So our game for this week. Yes. Uh, we are going to pretend that we are. Uh, uh, exchanging presents for uh, for Festivus to each other. Sure. Um, so what we're going to do is uh, to both of your co-hosts, um, you're going to present them with a, we'll say a heartfelt gift mm-hmm. and a just anything you could possibly imagine, real or not, for for that person. So you, it's two presents per, per host. So one like sincere and sincere. one that like... Maybe useful, but not as kind. You could go mean with that fanatical gift, <laughs> too. In fact, I would appreciate that. You're going to make it twisted. Yeah, I Listen. actually, I like that quite a bit, actually. A mean gift and a nice gift. Like a, a naughty and a nice gift. A naughty and we a nice gift. We nailed that, guys. We got there. Changing the game. While. Naughty and nice a gift. A naughty gift and a nice gift. You know, we got there together, really. We did. We, yeah, we just... that's what co-hosts are for. <laughs> that's right. Banter and playing off one another. Uh, finding that's ways my to... gift to you. <laughs> finding ways to be mean <laughs> to one another. as a co-host. <laughs> that's the mean gift. And I'm just terrified. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. <laughs> yeah. Who would like to go first? Well, I can do my, my heartfelt gifts first, if All you guys right, yeah, like. Let's, let's do that. Let's do our heartfelt gifts first. Okay. okay. So here's here's my heartfelt gift to Josiah, who is my husband. What I think that you would really appreciate and could really use, and if I had the ability to create it, would be um, the ability to see your uh, hard work, time, and talent um, from the perspective of somebody else. 
So like the way that I view how hardworking you are or how talented you are and your ability to see things in a different way. I would, I don't know if that's just some glasses that you could put on and you could suddenly like literally see it from somebody else's point of view or if it's just like a candy cane you could eat and suddenly you feel all warm and fuzzy but <laughs> i would want you to be able to experience that that would be my gift for you oh, it's pretty sweet it's not enough that we tell you constantly that you're talented we need you to see it <laughs> i need you to see it from somebody else's perspective because Sai is like notoriously humble it's very difficult for yeah them. it's disgusting actually yeah <laughs> like, it's very and it's not just like it is talent in some ways, but it's not just talent. It's also a ridiculous commitment to hard work. Um, I get frustrated if the remote control for the television isn't working. He Oh, yeah, I saw it in the last episode. All of the patients. And, and you put the batteries in backwards. <laughs> right. so all on you. <laughs> he has not only the patience and, and the commitment to learn things and teach himself things, he also puts up with me on the daily. So having the ability to see that from an outsider's perspective, I think would be a great gift for him. That's beautiful. Thanks, guys. Thank um, and then along the lines more of the episode, Brian, I think for you, I would think like maybe a small crystal ball or a small mirror of some sort, a la like Beauty and the Beast, that you would be able to capture in time the most important moments to you with Evie and Olivia growing up. Oh god, that'd be that'd be adorable. So you're just saying it's been a really hard day. Olivia's vomit all over the place. Evie's eating all the sausage, and you just <laughs> everybody is in a terrible mood. I would really want you to have something that you could you'd like. Hey, show me Olivia's first Christmas, and you could sit and watch that played oh, out man. in front of you. You could share it with Trish. I think that that would be something because. You also are a very hardworking person and a very self-sacrificing person. So to have those moments captured that you could view them whenever you needed that boost, I think would be very valuable. I'm going to cry again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It, that one's like hard not to think about and actually imagine. Do we need more MD? <laughs> I, was, uh, I was just thinking about that um, when you know my wife and I have lots of long talks about our life now with, with the second child. Um there was there was a period there where Olivia was going to be her only child. Yes. Right. And um, there was a day that I was looking at her, and she's just a little person now. And it's like, oh, I'm never going to see her as a newborn again. I'm never right. going to have a newborn again. I'm never going to have be able to, you know, rock her to sleep and do that stuff. And I got really sad. And then um, now that we, you know, have a second child, now we do. It's you know because you know it's after it happened. This is confusing to me. Um, yes. I get to relive that, mm -hmm. and that's really exciting. But I'm also instantly doing the same thing like all of these memories yeah all these things that are happening are just so fleeting mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it's and it happens fast olivia is gonna be three uh, in, in, you know pretty soon here and um yeah we don't get the we don't get the the same day by day play that you do so for for us when we come to visit there might be a week or a week and a half in between and i remember when she was like younger like just learning sentences and words and when it just came to her it was like we were coming over a week had passed and she had learned like like 50 new words and what they were and we're super excited about it oh, yeah. and so <laughs> yeah. to see that yeah. and fast forward and to see that every day i would imagine that that would just feel all the more fleeting yeah and it's 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 wild um yeah she's just a person now you know yeah and she lies to me all the time, so that's, you know... She doesn't do it very well, though, no. I imagine. Yeah, Libby, <laughs> it's adorable. Libby, did you poop? No. I, I smell poop. No, I didn't. It wasn't me. It was, it was the cat. I don't know what you're talking about. 
<laughs> I see it currently leaking out. I, yeah. <laughs> nope, not me. It was Evie. She's not born yet, but it was Evie. I'll go sentimental next. Cool. Uh, Saya, I would definitely, if, you know, if, like, if I just had the powers to conjure it, um, I'd build you the most badass forge and, like, work garage that you have, like, ever seen. Like, like legit pro. Every, like, everything that you would need to, like, create all of the weird, crazy shit that you currently do on, you know, uh, on the equipment that you hand-built yourself on there. Just, like, every every tool, every every everything you could possibly imagine, just the most badass workstation. Um, that's, that's... It would be amazing. Which could building would be massive. If I ever hit the lottery, you will have that, I promise. Um, that'd be fantastic. I think that's, like, the, like... That would be your thing, right? It, it would. I like, wouldn't leave that building. <laughs> yeah. And, and that would be the, there would be a catch to it. You're not allowed to leave that building. You have to stay there forever. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to make cool shit. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'll just going to have to have out. a loft above your forge. Hi, husband. <laughs> down there. I'll give you like one of those, Throw like, like those widow's walk where you can just walk out, but he's just down there working. In the <laughs> <laughs> a widow's walk, but on the inside of the building where yeah. I can oversee. Yeah. You're also, working. you're wearing a long flowing dress of for course. some reason. And there's like, always oh. wind. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And at the and at and at the far end, there's a lighthouse for some reason. Somehow, and just <laughs> so, like the light just hits me every now and so, then. Soon, my husband will will return from. But he from never the sea. will. And he's just down. He's like, "Hey, what's up? I'm making a cool you fucking sword right yeah. now." You got dinner? Yeah. Okay, throw it down. <laughs> hey, cool dress. Where'd you walk me down? Why do you wear that dress every day? You got running mascara. I'm alive. I'm down here building stuff. <laughs> Uh, uh, sounds fantastic. That would, uh, you know. But then also, uh, anytime I called you and said, like, hey, I need the Master Sword from Legend of Zelda, but it's also a lightsaber, you'd have to make it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I'd so, be down. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I it. Kayla. Yes. For you, I would make Circa Immortal because. Oh, you're going to make oh. me fucking cry. <laughs> I feel like. Brian. <laughs> Listen. Circa is our dog. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, Circa is the best doggie in the entire world. He He's is an the angel. best doggie in the entire world. Don't tell Rory I said that. I mean, he, he has all of his faculties, so it's not. <laughs> it's would, a different race. I would, uh, I, I would absolutely make him immortal, but not just like like he can live forever. He's also just like physically immortal. Like, yeah. like he's like, like he can be hit by cars and total the he's car. He's an indestructible dog. So. Should you ever find the need to uh, uh, go into a war, you can ride him into battle, and he will just like fuck everyone up. Wow. He would, he would probably just make friends with everybody. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? But the fact that he's immortal and indestructible yeah. would be okay. Like but, that would be fine. But I also want to give him like, uh, like on top of the the immortality. Also, he just has like an immortal brain too, so he's like super intelligent. So, oh god, like, that's the that's like, the monkey's paw of so, that gift. So like, like you know, right. you're just here like playing with him in the backyard, and like a government agent shows up. And they're like, we need him. And you're like, who's the target? Like, it's the number one terrorist in the world. He's planning on destroying all of France. And then they just like, circus, like, I'm on it, sir. And then he just goes and just raises you know, the paw and salutes <laughs> the officer. We're just like, Godspeed, sir. He gives one boof and runs away. And on top of that, I'll take five years away from Zeke. So. <laughs> hey. oh, that is a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Zeke is our cat. He is a jerk, but I do love him. Uh, yeah. That's that's what I do. For I feel like that's the only thing you'd want to. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> like, 
Like not money or anything like that. Just your dog to live forever. Yep. Also what my wife wants. She doesn't want me to live forever. She wants our dog to live forever. Uh, great minds. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. So for my gift for you guys, Brian, I'll probably start with you. I would, I would make some fancy miracle Hey Arnold phone calls and get you any stage at any arena that you want in order to perform. Oh boy. And your set could be as long or short as you want it to be. I want to do a solid 15 at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> solid 15. <laughs> solid 15. Uh, you get yeah, posters I'll, up in the streets. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna push it. I'm just gonna like open up for Kevin Hart. Like I'm not gonna, like, <laughs> I'm not even gonna headline him. So like, I know my place. Here's um, 15 minutes. Yeah. Thanks. I'm just gonna warm you up. We're gonna get Kevin out here. Like uh, that, that would be a dream come true for me. I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna leave before they even know I was there. So then, like, so then, like, anytime I'm talking to my comedy partners, the Moist F boys, and they're like talking about like, I'm like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, I remember when I did Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Do you remember that? In, in your own scenario, you're not even you're not even the headliner. You're just opening. I I know but that, that place, would guys. be <laughs> like, 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 you know. Oh my gosh! It, it is what it is. I appreciate that. That's, that's really nice. Yeah. Kayla, I would get you a trip for the both of us, deep sea diving in a submarine. Oh shit! And you say turtles, I'm gonna die. It would terrify me <laughs> because the deep sea scares me to no end but i know that you would absolutely love it yes and you would just have to uh i don't know throw xanax at me the whole time <laughs> to get me to calm down i'll just but. like i will just like aerosolize or whatever the word is um xanax into the air so every now and then there's just like instead of a glade plug-in fresh little spritz it's just straight up drugs right in your face and I would just be out walking on the seafloor with a bunch of giant squid. I love the ocean. It's a good time. You do. That's pretty dope. It is very dope. What's terrifying about being in a tiny tin can in the bottom of the ocean? Like, it's not even that scary. Hundreds of thousands of pounds of pressure crushing it all around you and darkness looming. I don't know. Just about, like, <laughs> I don't know all of that. You just said <laughs> Now for our mean kids. Yeah, I feel like that was really heartfelt and nice. We had to get, we had to, we just we have it there. there. No, it's bitter. It's bittersweet. I'll go first. Okay, because uh, something just popped up in my head for Josiah. Um, Dead dog. <laughs> I'm gonna kill your dog. <laughs> That's the opposite. Uh, Josiah, I would uh, find you and uh, gallivant with you down the yellow brick road to see the wizard to get you a new heart. Oh, <laughs> his heart is fixed now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, oh my god. Well done. <laughs> Kayla. Uh, oh. oh. Yours is a little tougher. It's hard to be mean to you. You're so it sweet. Is it because it's so hard to be mean to me? They've heard the other episodes. They know the darkness, right? Kayla, I would have on retainer for you a car that just constantly sits outside with a driver that can just instantly whisk you away to AA whenever you request it. <laughs> Only because you randomly busted out a bottle of Mad Dog. And okay, <laughs> listen, though. Also, the shower wine. Everybody drinks shower wine. You Everyone drinks out. shower beer. That is classy. The beer is classier than the wine, Brian. 
Yeah, because it's like a it's like a small opening, and when you have a just a glass of wine, there's so much stuff. Yeah, I'm drinking my body water in that wine. It's a little <laughs> bit of essence of me. That's what gives me my strength. That's the pep. Jesus. <laughs> Respect. Okay. Um, yeah, this episode's getting a little long. So you know, it's the holidays. It's the holidays. It's, the holidays. it's a holiday. It's holiday special. I will pay for this episode to, to, <laughs> to, to, to be longer. We're good. Uh, okay. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what your your practical pranks would be? So I have one for Brian. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you yours, and then I gotta think about sure. think about yours, sure. Kayla. For you, Brian, I would get you. Kevin Hart that stands next to every stage you perform at oh, fuck. to personally heckle you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And you could just barely be mad because he's like not really intimidating, but I'm like, oh, you're so short, but you're funnier than me. <laughs> oh, that's my nightmare. <laughs> that's like, because like any local comedian, if they want to heckle me, I can handle them. But Kevin Hart, he's Kevin right. Hart. He's friends with The Rock. How do you <laughs> get him to beat you up? Like the one time I actually like get a joke through to Kevin Hart, he's like upset. He's like, "I'm calling Dwayne. He's, he's, he's good. You just wait." Uh, remember Maui from Moana? Yeah, uh, we're talking. Uh, Was it Hobbs from Hobbs and mm-hmm. whatever? Yeah, he's gonna come kick your ass. You could have been meaner though. You could have been like, "For you, I'm going to discover the cure for baldness, but not give it to you." Like you could have my gift, Brian. <laughs> so I have an even better one. Oh my god. Now you have to okay. insult your wife. Are you going to be mean to me, husband? <sighs> yeah, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to. Kayla, I would... <laughs> I just thought of something he could say that'd be really terrible. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, Kayla, I'm going to get you some hand warmers so you ain't such a cold, heartless bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you were a New Yorker in that scenario. He fits with hey, Arnold. This is so out of character. <laughs> I've never heard him talk like that before. <laughs> Turned into metal. <laughs> Yo, what up, Bob Biggs? Oh, my God. Kayla, I would take what's left of your coordination. <laughs> oh, God. It's not much. So you would just nonstop be falling. <laughs> That's fair. There's, there's really not much left, and it wouldn't be that difficult. Just, like tie my shoes too tightly or I don't know make me dehydrated and it's all over for me so that won't be a difficult I mean, thing you, to accomplish. I mean you fall pretty gracefully as it is. Oh without, smoothly. That'd be gone. I can fall holding an open cup of coffee like like a straight up coffee mug and not lose a drop. I'll bruise the crap out of my, myself <laughs> but all right are you ready for my gift? I'm ready. For my gift to you I'm going to collaborate with your wife okay. and my gift to you is that instead of your daughter's always trying to eat half of the, de- the delicious food that Trish has. You are the sole parent that has to share all of your food with both of your daughters. That's, that's bad. You're going to get a third of everything delicious. No you know, sausage left for you know, Actually, that's probably the best diet plan I could ever <laughs> possibly go on. So, so thank you, that's, Kayla. That's, the, that's, that's the plan for you. Yeah. It's a gift and also a curse. And... For my beloved husband, who I love dearly, we've married six whole months at this point. It's great. We're having a good time. Seven months? We've been married. (laughs) For you, I would get my, like, the stupidest face that I could ever make in my entire life. And it just flashes in front of your eyes on these goggles. 
every time you go to do something that could probably set you on fire. You're going to see that a lot. A lot. That'd be useful. Can we talk? I, I know you hate this story. We're going to talk about it for a second. There was this one time I walked into the garage and Saya is grinding something metal. And there are sparks flying everywhere. So it's like a normal Tuesday. And I walk in and I look at him and he's just distracted grinding whatever metal that it is. And I like observe the rest of the garage where the sparks are falling is not only like leaf and debris in a bucket nearby, but also a gas can. <laughs> so every time you do something like that, it would be just the stupidest face I can possibly make just right in front of your face. Do you know how many times we've like almost lit ourselves on fire just being friends all yeah, these I years? Know, I know, okay. I know, I yeah. know. Just... just accidentally holding up a lighter. So that would be my, my uh, gift, but annoying gift for you. Might yeah. save your life. Yeah, it would. I mean, yeah. you're, it'd you're, be you're annoying, your, but it would help me. Gifts are nice. Yeah, you want you, me to lose weight, <laughs> and you want him not to combust. You know. I want your daughters to eat all of the yummy things, and I want Sadie to not be set on fire. Then I want you to stop being such a fat piece of shit, Brian. <laughs> Here's a cure for baldness. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, this episode's definitely going over. Oh, no, it's one hour and over, but it's so worth it. This was a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, Kayla, where can people find us should they choose to find us? If after listening to this, you still want to find us, you can find us on Facebook, um, Instagram, and Twitter at Cartoon Tonic Podcast. We also have uh, Cartoon Tonic Podcast at gmail.com where you're welcome to send us your fan mail and your hate mail, um, what your favorite Christmas time story is, what your gift of the Magi might be. Any and any and all, all things that you'd like to send One us. point out, we still have not gotten any emails of people's grandmas, so if you could <laughs> yeah, get on that. Yeah, as, uh, as of now, it's early December. Brian has not been able to, to rate anybody's instant no, grandmas. No. Um, he's a little disappointed. Yeah. So if you guys want to go ahead and send us your grandmas. Um, Pictures. Don't send us your actual grandmas. I'm going to say, why again? <laughs> So yeah, on our on our Facebook and our Instagram, um, sometimes on our, our Twitter, we have um, interactive posts that you can do pretty often. Photos of which which cartoon is this? Uh, pretty much, we have uh, like like Dylan and Trent who comment, and they're great people. So you could come have a conversation with them and never even talk to us. That's yeah, just talk, fine. Talk to them. Talk um, to other our uh, fans. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. So Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, and Twitter, Cartoon Tonic Podcast. Yeah. Uh, we all hope that everyone has a uh, happy holidays, uh, however you choose to celebrate them. You know, just be just be cool to one another. That's all we ask for. Yeah. You know? Also, if anybody that's listening um, is abstaining from alcohol, doesn't drink alcohol, the um, non-alcoholic version of our um, hot cocoa tonight is literally just hot cocoa in malleted to crap peppermint um, that I, I crushed up and put into hot cocoa. Seems it's to do the trick. Delicious yeah, that way too. So if if you want to enjoy your your holidays with just a, a nice hot cup of cocoa, we'll put that recipe up for you as well. Anything else, guys? Uh, I love you both dearly. Thanks for uh, being my friends and uh, co host on this lovely podcast. So, bye. Bye. What a holiday fool. How I revile his very existence. And yet, I love him. I wish my wife loved me like how pillows are She makes a small shrine of you in the closet with your hair and other clippings. Yeah. And gum you've chewed. Yes. At Cartoon Tonic, we drink responsibly and hope you do too. Thanks for listening.